This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHANNON. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code SHANNON only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Grew up in North, in, uh, North Oakland, and your mom wouldn't let you play outside. You'd, play, you'd go to the fence. So... You see, your friends, I'm sure everybody wasn't as probably as strict as your mom. You say your mom was progressive because she did let you get a tattoo at the age of 13. But you see other kids play and you're like, well, damn, I want to go, go join them. No, nah, it was more so like we didn't had a we didn't had a uh, we didn't had a check because they was, you know, they used to charge. Yeah, you know I mean, a pretty penny for uh, for the uniform and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, how we had to get it, well, we had to get it on the streets. Right. So, you know, playing throw-up tackle and, you know what I mean, on the concrete. Tackle the man with the ball? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
all, all 15 of us trying to get one dude. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, when I had, when I did get the opportunity to play, um, uh, uh, pop one and tackle football, probably with third, with like 13. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, I, most guys started like six, mm -hmm. but I mean, you know, I, I came in the game a little late, but I feel the way that we was playing in the street prepared me for that. Cause they had unmovable objects like cars, <laughs> gates. You know what I mean, so you run into them a couple times. You you learn how to take a hit or two. Right. Yeah. You grew up. You talked about your mom. Your dad was in jail during your childhood. Uh, what type of impact does that have on you? I I just thought it was normal. Because I mean, you know, I had a I had a lot of guys who. I had a lot of people who I grew up with that had that similar condition. You know, no father at home. So when I, you know what I mean, I went and lived with my cousins, uh, and they had mom and dad in the house. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, like, well, damn, how you, how, when you go outside, how you sneak outside? Like, because if your mom ain't here, then your dad here. And if your dad here, I mean, if your dad ain't here, then, like, when you get to, you know what I mean, when you get to run outside, like, man, they own us. 24 <laughs> seven, like if 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 it's a no go, it's no go because they gonna they gonna make sure of it. Right. Like, damn. So I thought that was kind of weird because I'm just used to you feel me just a single parent household. I thought that was normal. Right. Was, <laughs> you say your mom took multiple jobs to support you. Is that why you have all this? You know, <laughs> you saw your mom were you like, hey, mom got it. Mom made sure we had whatever she could get. She got for us, but that was because she had multiple jobs. Is that where you get your work work ethic from? Well, I mean, I I just think it's the I just think it's the hustle, man, the drive, and then I think it's in the bloodline. Cause shit, you know, my mom did it, my grandma did it. You know what I mean? Uh, my grandfather, and from what I heard about my dad, shit, he was too. But then my uncle was, you feel me? My uncle was in the everything. You know what I mean? And that was where I really seen the hustle from. Cause, I mean, shit, he had. He had toes walking the streets, you know what I mean, running in the loop. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, he sold whatever he could get his hands on. And I mean, you know, it was just a nonstop, you know what I mean, nonstop thing for him. Like, he didn't get off of work because if, you know what I mean, if his toes walking, then, you know, he making sure he collecting the dough coming in from that. And then, I mean, if somebody over here wants something, then he going to go make that happen. And... The hours of the streets don't got no uh no no clothes. Yeah. No clothes signs yeah. on them. They open for business. 24, 24 hours. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, I'm looking. Sir. You got cousin Josh Johnson played in the league for a number of years. Uh it's like, and you mentioned this big, big extended family that you got. Marcus yes. Peters is a cousin of yours. You say Dame Lillard grew up down the street from you. It was just a bunch of kids in the area growing up having a good time. Yeah, well, I mean. It was hard. It was, I mean, it's. it's, it's it, was, yep. it was living for us. Right. But just an interesting thing. So, you know, you got Oakland that's broken up. You got North Oakland, East Oakland, West right. Oakland. I'm from North Oakland. Marcus and Josh from West Oakland. Dane from East Oakland. Dane was younger, though. Right. His, his older brother, uh, Houston, was, uh, he was my age. But within the North Oakland community in Oakland, it's probably the smallest. Uh, and you had. You had me, you got 
um, Andre Ward. You got uh, Leon Poe. Uh, you got Ryan Coogler. And you got uh, uh, Mr. Fab, who all within this, like, maybe seven to ten mile radius of individuals then. With those five people, you got Coogler, who, yeah, I mean, probably one of the best movie directors out there. Andre Ward, boxer. undefeated uh, boxer. You got Leon Poe, uh, NBA champion with the uh, with the Celtics, and then you know Mr. Fab, a platinum a platinum uh, a platinum uh, artist. Mm -hmm. All within them, but four, five, six. That's what we call it, four, five, six. Yeah. You got the forties, fifties, and the sixties. Within those, what thirty blocks you got right. champions. Yeah, I mean, and some of the best individuals in this uh, in these businesses doing their thing. Right. Um, you said it was a struggle for you to learn this, just like sit there and learn. Right. Bro, you got in the cow. Man, somebody. Ed got a three. Ed got a three point two. Ed got a three point two. Somebody was working. Somebody was working. <laughs> that, that high power. That high power was working. Right. That high power was working. Man, blessings. You did you consider any 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 other school over Cal? Uh, I mean, well, see, the thing was, I wasn't too I wasn't too big and didn't know too much about you know college or whatever. And uh, I remember it like yesterday. I got my first uh, handwritten letter. I was in the tenth grade. Tyrone Willingham was over at uh at Notre Dame, mm -hmm. and he sent me a handwritten letter. And I remember getting it, opening it up, and all of this shit was in cursive. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I tell my cousin, I tell Josh, like, hey, bro, what the fuck is this? He like, bro, you got a, you got a handwritten from Notre Dame? Like, like, yeah. Right. What that mean? Like, nigga, they want you to come to their school. Like, hold on. You got to go to more school after we graduate from school? Like, man, I ain't with all that shit. Like, nah, bro, you get to go to college. You, you know, you go, do, go to college, you do your thing, then you could go to the league. Like, oh. Well, shit, I might get this college thing a try. What I got to do? Josh told me, first thing you got to do, nigga, you got to go get your grades right. Oh, shit. So now, like I said, you motherfuckers were working. You started taking you serious. All right, who is these teachers? Yeah, I mean, my uncle, like I said, I used to look up to my uncle. My uncle, yeah, man, come to, hey, man, when you go and talk to them teachers, you got to, you got to, you got to treat them teachers like, like, like they're a woman you trying to get. You got to. You gotta serenade them. You gotta get them to, to feel you. You gotta get them to think that you really about this. All right. So as I started to do it, I mean, I started to learn more and I started to, oh well, this is what it looked like to apply yourself. Oh, I, yeah, I could do I this. Do yeah, I could do this. I could make something work. You, Aaron Rodgers was a teammate. Mm -hmm. I, what what was did did you did you think I mean, I think he's a top five quarterback all time. When you're play, when you're playing with him in college, did you think he was going to turn into what he became? Yeah, the the only difference is I, I would have thought he would have had more Super Bowls by now. Realistically, Aaron Rodgers probably the reason. Aaron Rodgers is the reason why I got my opportunity at Cal. Uh, you know, as a freshman, you know it's hard to play. Yeah. And there was a running back on our team who rushed for, I think, 1,500 the year before and had 2,000 
my freshman year. Wow. So the chances of me getting the opportunity to play was slim. Right. I remember uh, we was in, what's that, spring? We had our spring game. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the ones going against the ones. And, yeah, I mean, Tefford called like, hey, uh, put two four in there. And I'm like, what? Everybody looking around like, what? Like, you finna get this freshman an opportunity? Because we had some uh, some older guys that still ain't even, you know what I mean, got to carry. Like, yeah, man, put 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 two four in there. Let me see what he do. They come in there, they call 24 power. I'm like, I get a power? Like, ooh. Ooh, that's not the real. Man, what? Oh, down, pull around. Oh, that thing about to open up nice. What you got for? And I get back there, I'm looking across that defense. And I'm like, oh, shit. Them, them grown-ups. <laughs> them grown-ups. Like, you know what I mean? Them. Fuck it. And get in there, call to play, set in. Go. I done went the wrong way. Ah, oh, man. Damn, beast. Damn. I done went the wrong damn way. <laughs> but this how I knew A-Rod was special. As A-Rod turned around and he looking for me, he see I'm on the other side. A-Rod pulled a smoothie move I ever seen. And that boy turned around and hand the ball off to me backwards. He was facing the other way. Hand the ball off to me backwards. I come around and get back into the play, man. Yard. My uh, my my running back coach come up. What the? F you know I don't curse, but what the hell was you doing? I'm like, what you mean? I just scored. You went the wrong way. I say, man. I, I'm like, but I scored. That ain't what we talking about. We talking about being accountable. Like, yeah, you scored, but you got to do shit right around here. That's how you separate yourself. What you did. That's not going to work. Aaron Rodgers, now the head coach coming over there. Before he could even get over there to open his mouth, uh, I just hear A-Rod telling him, like, no, 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 that was me. That was me. I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. Running back coach, like, no, he ran the wrong way. I know he did because he wasn't talking that before you came over here. And A-Rod, like, no, no, no. I, 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 you know what? I, I, I did the wrong thing. I did. I did. Wow. Tefford like, oh, and you going to take up for him? Like, look, I'm telling you, I did the wrong thing. Give me the next play so we can run it. And I'm sitting there, because I, I ain't never seen no quarterback. You know what I mean? Vouch. Now, he he yeah, vouched like, he, he, he vouch I mean, for you. The truth. So I'm, and you solid like that. First of all, you done got me out of jam because you done hand the ball <laughs> off to me. You know what I mean? On some backdoor shit like, hey, take this little nigga and get it. You know, Magic Johnson you know hand man? off you the ball. You feel what I'm saying? And then I, you know what I mean? The rest was history after that. Now, me and A-Rod then build a level of trust. A-Rod to do shit like, you feel me? Hey, go out there to, uh, go out there to line up out, wide out. If you get a safety or a linebacker on you, I don't care what the play was. Run or go. Man, A-Rod throwing me fades and some motion. <laughs> He had that, you feel me though? We built that, we built that trust with each other. So A-Rod really, he really put me in the mix. Right. You know what I'm talking about? And I mean, like I said, I would have think he, I would have thought he would have had more uh uh Super Bowls, but he probably was one of the best quarterbacks, well, the best quarterback I ever right. I mean played with. The Marshawn is sitting here right now. What would he tell his 
21-year-old self, the guy that enters until they come into the NFL? Simple. Keep going. Keep pressing play. Keep pressing play. Because I mean, no matter no matter what, no matter what I've done, or you know, my, no matter what I've gotten into, whether it's positive or negative, I found out was life don't stop. Right. It don't stop and it don't wait. You know, you, you don't get caught up. I don't get caught up in the highs. Don't get caught up in the lows. You know, I mean, I try to keep a a, a, a steady balance, maintain a, a my a my mental. And I mean, I feel it's, it's, it's really put me in a, the position where I could be sitting across from you right now. And had I, had I stopped or fell victim to any of those, um, you know I mean, whether it was a high or a low and got stuck in that, uh, I, don't, I don't be the individual who I am today. You get traded to Seattle. Was that the best time of your life? Because you go to four consecutive Pro Bowls, you make a first-team All-Pro, you led the league in rushing touchdowns twice. Team had a lot of personalities, a lot of personalities. How does Marshawn Lynch fit in and find his role within the team? Mm. With that situation, you you didn't have to fit in. It was probably better if you didn't fit in. And when you speak about you know so many different personalities, I believe that was that was the glue to our team. I believe that was what kept us kept us going mm-hmm. because I mean you was getting it from so many different angles and so many different you know feel me styles where if one individual was off, somebody was somebody was on. And when you had one of us that was on, it was probably, at that time, it was probably uh, a player the best at that position. Game changing. And so if you get all of them motherfuckers on the same page and all of them is on, it's kind of hard to beat. The tackle, look, you're who you are, but... That run against the Saints. <laughs> okay, they call the play in the huddle. You look, you survey the defense, you looking around. What's going through your mind? I've been trying to get these motherfuckers to run power since I got here. <laughs> and they finally gave me a power. Okay. They finally gave me a power. And at this time, you know, you know, they coming to the sideline, hey, you know, all we need to do is just, you know what I mean, maintain the ball. Hey, just hold on to the ball and don't go out of bounds. Shit, all right. <laughs> so, that shit, so when it started taking off, it was more so like, shit, don't go down. I was like, hold on. Don't nobody want to tackle me. Don't nobody want to tackle me? Shit, well, now I'm going to keep running then. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it just, you know what I mean? Shit, 67 yards later, you know, arguably one of the best runs in the- Was that the best run of your career? In all in high school, Pop Warner, college, was that Marshawn Lynch's best run? Um, it was probably the most defined. Defining. It was probably the most defined in run for because that Marshawn summed you up. That that 67-yard run. Told everybody who you actually were. But realistically, I had one in high school 
that was similar to it, and it was in the uh, in our championship to beat a uh, to beat a skyline who at this time was you know unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean they had they had us losing that game, but that run silt silt the deal, and yeah, you know I mean it was it, it had that right. It had that beast quake type of impact. Yeah, you know I mean on Oakland and my community. You do realize that uh, since uh, there has been a louder occurrence, uh, Taylor Swift and the Swifties, the Swift kids, the quake. Swifties, huh? Yeah, they. they you got to go get it back. I taught them that. <laughs> You know, I mean? so, you know what I mean? Taylor Swift, I just got them ready for you. Man, that was all that was. Man, why y'all beat my Broncos like that, bro? 43 days? Come on, please. Come on, bro. Man, had to. Man, it's crazy. I don't know who y'all was playing against, but you you got on the phone talking about, hey, y'all need to bring the... Uh, That's the guy. We played the Patriots said, that year. Oh, my God. This nigga is a boy. <laughs> Y'all call the oh, National Guard on my team, man. man. We would have had to have problems with you, man. We didn't come to the locker room <laughs> after the game trying to find you. Where did motherfucker who called the National? Tell him the National Guard here. <laughs> but, man, you know what? It was crazy because, you know, we. to be honest with you, realistically, at that time, we expected that. Y'all expected to beat them that bad? We expected that is what the truth is. We expected Martin, that. Hold on. Bro. That was the highest scoring offense in the history of the game. Peyton Manning had threw for 55 touchdowns, over broken the passing record, touchdown record. They had five guys that had at least 10 touchdowns. Three guys. It was the truth. And the way that the way that they was wired, the way that they was wired, they was upset because they like. It could have been worse. Y'all wanted to pitch a shutout, didn't you? They wanted to shut out. It could have been worse. It should have been worse. So they were mad. And our defense took pride in that shit. Yeah. The first play of the game. You, y'all, they- <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Set the tone. They were scared because they snapped the ball over Peyton's head right to hey, safety. It, hey. You guys, they look back. Dang. They was mad it wasn't worse. <laughs> <laughs> I read that, you know, every, from everything that I've read and people that have played with you and been around you, that you're a great teammate. Read that you gave Doug Baldwin the backpack off your back. No one that I've spoken to has had anything bad to say about Marshawn Lynch. Was it in your mind to be always known as a great teammate? Was that important to you? No, it was just, that was just who I was. I mean, we just had, it's crazy because uh, we just had our, uh, what a 10 year reunion for the Super Bowl. Uh, They did it last week and, uh, I mean, as you know, you see all the guys and shit. Every individual got, you know, a, a specific memory. You got a, a memory, got a story to tell. About, yeah, you know I mean, from Golden Tate talking about, man, I remember we was coming out the locker room after a game and you had these pinky rings on. And I'm like, damn, them pinky rings nice. He like, man, you took them off and just gave them to me. I still got them. They was, your fat ass fingers was hella big, so. <laughs> <laughs> he like, I took him to a jeweler and put something in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the way down to, you know what I mean, the kickers. Hauschka. Hey, I remember we was playing in the game. I had, you know what I mean, missed the field goal, and you came over. Because I used to have this uh, this speaker in my in my beanie cap. Right. And I was how I, you know, stayed tuned, block out all the bullshit, get ready. I listened to music. So, mm-hmm. he, so he like, man, you seen I was down. You took your beanie off. Which is a no-no because don't no everybody know not to touch that beanie. You took your beanie off and you put it on my head and you start making me dance. I end up uh, kicking the game, winning field goal type shit. Like, wow. I mean, every individual like it was more so like I had a connection with all my teammates on, right. on a, on a real level, and it was it was it was uh it was just more a, a tribute to. You know what I mean? That, that lady was really special, man. It was a tribute to how my mom, you feel me, raised me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Didn't see no color. You know what I mean? I ain't judgmental on, you know what I mean, what you do and how you get down. You know what I mean? I'm going to be me at all times. And, you know what I mean? If I come to you, I'm going to come respectful until you, you know what I mean, make me disrespectful. Right. So that was how that went. Marshawn, we got to talk about Super Bowl 49. Oh, shit. Oh, you're getting right. Russ come on there in one knee, because Russell get down on one knee when he in the huddle. And you hear the play, because you're on the one, you're on the one yard line, Marshawn. You're on the one yard line. Russ in the huddle. And he's calling out the play. What's going through your mind? Shit, I to be honest, I look at I look at uh, uh nine of the other guys and they look at me like, what the fuck just happened? And I mean, you know, at the time, even, even as he's calling the play in the huddle, because they look, 
you got one yard. We got the man that just, we, we got we got beast mode. We got 225, 35 pounds <laughs> sledgehammer. What's happening? And we got a timeout. So if we don't get it, what's happening? If we don't get it on this first second down, what's we gonna happening? get it on third, we gonna get it on fourth, we gonna get this ball in there. What's but beef gotta touch it. Beef's gotta have it. What's happening? Man, the, the the look on the look on all my teammates facing the huddle, you know, it, it spoke volumes. And I mean, you know, processing the shit. If you go back and you look at the play, I actually lined because I'm shit. I'm processing. I line up on the wrong side. <laughs> I line up on the wrong side, man. Russell got to tell. You, I'm bouncing from back and forth behind, like, oh shit. And by the time it sat in, like. Motherfucker, what, what what did we just call? You just hear all the cheering from the other sideline, like, what the fuck? So you didn't know what you didn't know you didn't know Malcolm Butler had picked the ball off. <laughs> Man, ah, cause I they sent me on a flat. Yeah, you away. Yeah, Are you feel me? I all I'm, I'm running out there like shit. Well. At least you're going to hit me in the flat. Yeah, yeah. And I get my head around. Yo, he ain't tackling you one-on-one. What the fuck going on? Like, what's... What happened back I don't see then? no ball coming on. All right. And see the motherfuckers jumping up and down and cheering like... Oh, shit. He just threw a pick. And at that time, you know, it was a lot of shit going on. You know what I mean? So as you walking off the field, oh, man. the defense is coming on the oh, field. Oh, God. So w- was there any interaction? Did anybody say anything? Did the defense say, man, what the F was that? Uh, man, who, who called that bull I mean, job? Now that we look back at it, you see everybody, you know, they show the reaction. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see the reaction. Sherm, Earl, Bruce, you know what I mean? The D-line, all the – you see the reaction from everybody. And then as I'm going back to the sideline, uh, you know, <laughs> I go by Russ, and I just hear him like, oh, man, like, I'll get him next time. Whoa, 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 whoa. And as I am as I hear the shit, I don't really, I usually don't take my helmet off, but, you know, I take my helmet off, and I go right to Pete Curl's face, and I'm talking about I hit his ass with the biggest. <laughs> you laughed in his face? <laughs> what the? And at that point, shit. I'm about my shit. I go to the locker room. I'm out. Be, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tell hold on. Beast mode. I don't even see all the shit going on. I don't see none of the shit. I don't see the. I don't see the last few plays. Where they they, they getting the scuffling and they pushing and shoving. You was already that. gone. I'm in the motherfucking. Uh, you in the locker room. I'm in the locker room. So by the time they come to the locker room, that you probably already drilled. It was Arizona. I think I ran in the uh, in the uh, Lenny Kravitz <laughs> through the. Oh shit! Yo. Hey, what's up, man? Looking like, don't you got a game? Oh yeah, that shit over. <laughs> yeah, on. Hey, call my mama and uh, call the family. Hey, come on, we we back to the spot. All right, go in there, get dressed, go shower, get dressed, and as I'm coming out, now you see everybody else coming in. Oh, I mean, I holler at you. I holler at y'all when you get back to the. What? Ha- why? Why didn't they give you that ball? Why did Daryl Bevel call a pass play? Why did Pete Carroll not overrule him? 
What happened? Did they not want you to get that MVP? Man, I have no idea. And from the the the, the understanding I got is nobody taking accountability for it. Neither one of them. They put it off on each other. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know what the fuck they Who, got going Dar- on. Hold up. Russ put it off on Pete. Pete put it off on Russ. Nah. Or was the coordinator the head coach? Nah, coordinator and head coach. They pass it back to each other from from that's when they talking to me. So right. I don't know how I play. But at at the end of the day, yeah, that shit was, you know, that shit was, was painful. Cause you gotta think, like, no matter what, in any sport you play, what you do, especially now running back. Saying, okay, you, you, AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. When you a little jit, you set up, you know, pillow here, pillow here, chair here, and I mean, maybe a lamppost here. Like, oh, okay. And then you start going. It's the, the, the end of the game. One more play. Uh... Uh, the quarterback hand the ball off to Marshawn. He jumping in his own touchdown. You, oh, the, the Oakland Raiders win the Super Bowl. I'm a Raider fan. I'm from right. Oakland, California. So, you know, you put it together. Like, you put that play together so many times. You you play that. You play that so many times. So not only did they take a, uh, you know, They a took ring, a moment away from you. They t- a moment. They took a, a, a dream. Wow. You know what I mean? That's a, like I say, that's once in a lifetime situation have you gotten over it uh to be honest with you now now that 
you know, we at 10 years, we had a 10 year reunion for the Super Bowl and just thinking like, damn, we could have been doing this again next year. Next year. And there's no telling, like, you know, you took a dream away, you took a moment away, you arguably took take a dynasty, away. you take a dynasty away. You know what I mean? Because then you, you know, you in position to, hey, we win two Super Bowls. Maybe I don't want to be the highest paid corner or the highest paid safety or the highest paid receiver. No, spread that cheese through the whole team so we could bring everybody back and we could go try to do three, maybe four. Let's see what we could get out of it. So, I mean, you know, not only do you, you know, you you take away all that shit, but, you know, you put us in the <laughs> in the history books as the dumbest call in football history. And then, I mean, you know, for my situation on, on the other end of it, you know what I mean? It's going to be an everlasting question that I'm going to get. Why they ain't give you the ball? Is that, is that the question that you get asked the most? If When people meet Marshawn Lynch and mo- everybody knows who you are, is that the first question out of, they're like, hey, how you doing, Marshawn? Man, why they ain't give you that ball? Hell no, it ain't no, hey, Marshawn, how you doing this? Hey, why the fuck they didn't give you the ball? <laughs> hey, you Marshawn Lynch? You look just like Marshawn Lynch. Like, no, nah, I ain't Marshawn Lynch. Oh, my bad. I, I didn't mean to ask you that. I thought you was Marshawn Lynch. Because I was going to say, man, why, if you was Marshawn Lynch, why the fuck they didn't give you the ball? <laughs> No, nah, I'm Marshawn. Man, why the fuck they didn't give me the ball? Like, oh, shit. Uh, fuck, I don't know, man. Shit, I, I wish I did know. I wish, I, like, I wish I could get, you know, the truthful answer right. behind that. But, but is there any answer he could give you now to satisfy you? I mean, at this point, I wouldn't know. I, now that it's been so much time in between, it, it probably wouldn't even matter. I, because you know, every, you, I've heard all the. Everybody says, "Well, they didn't want Beast Mode to be the MVP. Pete wanted it to be that. Russ, or the NFL wanted it to be Russ, I and heard that. whatever the case may be." But it doesn't make sense. I mean, to the I played the game for a long time. It doesn't make sense to me. I got two hundred thirty-five pound sledgehammer back there, and I'm gonna throw a pass on the one yard line. Yeah, it, do, it just don't make sense. You almost scored on the play before. You ran it down to the one. You damn right. You know what I mean? So I realistically, like, man, when I when I think about it, I'm in a position to where, you feel me, I don't get, you know, upset right. or frustrated with it, but more so curious, like, you know, because then you, you know, you got all the possibilities. Did they not want you to be the right the, the, the Super Bowl MVP? Cause if you're Super Bowl MVP, then you're the face of the NFL. They don't want, you know, want that to be the case or whatever. But at that And when they have point, special occasions, they bring all Super Bowl winners back. And they out there. Let me ask you this. How long did it take you to get over not getting the ball? Mm. You know what? Realistically, it was immediately. Because the thing is, if you go and ask anybody that ever played with me, they'll tell you, like, he really, like, play for the team type shit. Right. So it was a part of me who wanted to be selfish, like, give me the ball type shit. But at the end of the day, knowing the work that all these individuals put in, you know what I mean, if Locke catch that ball, that's my nigga. So you feel me? Right. I'm I'm happy for him. But in the grand scheme of just football, that shit don't make no sense. Right. But as far as, you know what I mean, because I, I never come and intentionally be no hater towards nobody, but just certain shit makes sense and certain shit don't. That just don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a good football 
It's not. It's not a football decision. It's not good football IQ. On now that I'm thinking about it, it's not. Was that the play that ended the Seattle Seahawks? Most definitely. And they suffering from still to this day. Because I did, I had a podcast at the time called Mild Enough, and I went on the next. I went on that Monday, and I said they'll never be the same. I said they won't look at Pete the same. I said they realize what because a lot of teams win one in a row. To be right. special, you win back to back Super Bowls because there've been so few that have done it. Mm-hmm. I said they will never believe in Pete the same way again. And it's like you know, what I mean, like when a when a Dauphin get that first high, they they go and chase that. You chase that. You search for that. You Called chase chasing it. the drag. Chase that motherfucker. And now you got a situation where I believe where you look at it like that motherfucker is almost like he's trying to chase and rebuild that team that he had rather than moving forward and letting the guys that he got be the guys. Yeah, you're not going to do that. You're not going to get a Sherm. I mean, you got a Sherm. You got a rookie Sherm and an Earl Thomas and a Cam Chancellor. And, you know, you got B-Wags and you got KJ and you got uh, Bennett and you got Averill and you got Red. But bro, you not you not gonna re- you not gonna recreate that. You not. But as long as you chasing that and you not building these individuals be the to be the greatest player that they can be, you are gonna keep on, you know, repeating history. Because he got some guys who I believe can play. Right. But if you got in your mind that you want you gonna recreate your guy that to be a Michael Bennett or you got your guy you want him to be a Marshawn or like no, nah, you can't do that. But the thing is. If you go in and groom that guy to be the best him, then it probably give yourself a, a, better, a better chance. You feel me? Because they got some dudes over there who I really, you know what I mean? I, you get that I way. like. Yeah. You know what I mean? But as long as in their mindset, they trying to get him to, to be the goddamn 2013 uh, Seahawks. What, what, what happened with, 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 with Russ and Pete? Why did it? I mean, because it seemed like a match made in heaven. I mean, they spend y'all spend big money to get Matt Flynn from the Packers. Russ comes in. I think Russ is a third round draft pick. Mm-hmm. He wins the job. Matt Flynn never sees the field. It was it's perfect. Everything. It seems like a match made in heaven. Right. And- <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. 
He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. And then we see the abruptness. Maybe Russ feels that Pete is holding him back because it was all about the Legion of Boom. Maybe Pete said, well, there's some slippage and we're not going to give you that massive contract. What, ha- what to your from your expert opinion, you played in Seattle, you know Russ, you know Pete. What happened with that relationship? Man, you <laughs> look, man, I'm gonna tell you straight up. I'm 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 not the I wouldn't be the the, the right person to to speak on their relationship because I didn't like I didn't I didn't fuck with them. You feel what I'm saying? So You didn't mess with who? I didn't fuck with, with Pete. Uh-huh. And then I mean, you know, Russ was like just a quarterback for me, right? Yeah, you know I mean, so it wasn't as you didn't that. have no relation. You didn't have no kind of a relationship. Y'all didn't. Y'all didn't like go to a go go to a party. Y'all didn't get together. Y'all didn't do any. Y'all didn't kick it like that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, even seven. I mean, seven would come to the room. Club Shay, you know, Club Shay Shay started in like a training camp in Denver. John would come to the room. We drank beer. We played cards. We rolled dice. The guys played video games. We laugh and shoot the ish. We had that type of relationship with him. Well, I mean, Y'all, so the thing is, I mean, you know, to each go, there's nothing. I, I like I, I respect Russell as you know, feel me as a player and as a teammate, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, anything that I say, you feel me, because of the situation, you know, throwing the pick on the goal line, not giving me the ball, this, that, and the third, him, you know, leaving from Seattle, you know, going over the anything that I say is gonna come off as. You know, malice, or as if I'm, you know, a hater, or right. because I mean, you know what, I, you know, I, I, I'll take Russ and I'll put him right there at quarterback and I'll rock with him, right? Because I have done that, right? But I mean, you know, as far as anything else, it's like it, there's y'all no, didn't have a relationship outside of football. No, nah, there's no, I mean, it can't pick up the phone and and and, and call oh right. boy or nothing, right? And then I mean, you know, what you mean you couldn't pick up the phone? I mean, I, you, I don't got a number. Oh. Oh, well, but you would. I mean, but if you, you know. Uh, yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. I mean, you know, like I said, if you talk to any player that I play with, like, you know what I mean? I don't give a fuck if you're on a practice squad. You pick up the phone and you call me, you got something going on, you want to holler at me, then I'm, I'm what's up? Yeah. But I had a situation, uh, you know, we was we was playing uh, against Tennessee, and they had, you know what I mean, they, they secondary wasn't, they wasn't, uh, they wasn't, you know, they wasn't good. And we were supposed to throw the ball for 500 yards or some shit like that. And, you know, uh, he didn't have a game. Russ didn't have a game that he wanted. And so, man, you know, after the game, I, I did pretty good. You feel me? Two tugs, 150 rushing, another 50 receiving. 
So after the game, you know, just all of the hype building up, you're supposed to do this and we're going to have it. It didn't work out that way. So, man, I, uh, you know, I reached out to our prayer personnel, dude, and I, like, hey, man, uh, let me get Russ's number. Uh, call him, you know, highlight him. Like, I'll call you back. So then, you know, he called me back like, hey, did you, you know, you get a call? I'm like, no. Nah. He's like, no, nah, Russ just said he called you. I'm like, no, nah, I got a call from a blocked number. He's like, oh, that's him. I'm like, he blocked it, nope. <laughs> I don't know if he blocked it or if, I don't know how it went. I just know it, it got a call from a block number. So when I, uh, you know, I called back and I'm just like, hey, bro, you know, I ain't calling you as no, uh, you know, no, no, like no media shit. No, no fan, that. no stalker, none, bro. This is me. I'm a shit. teammate. Like, now I'm calling you, I'm telling you straight up, like, I'm calling you on some, some real nigga shit. Like, you know I mean, I think this is one of the, I think this is the first time that I actually, like, you know, tried to have a, conversation with blood so i'm like yeah you know feel me i know you didn't have a game that you wanted to have i'm like but look check it out nigga that's what that's what i'm here for and uh, you know what i mean and if you know the shoe on the other foot i expect you know what i mean for it to be the same way right like nigga we gotta you know what i mean i i'm here for you you here for me you feel me you let me know and we go like and his response to me kind of like was like the fuck? What you? So I told him again, like, nah, bro, like, you know, I'm letting you know, like, nigga, I'm here for you, like, nigga, we gonna rock, you know what I mean? And his response was the same, so I kind of. So what exactly was his response? What did he? We ain't gonna get into all that, man. You feel me? It was bad, huh? I mean, yeah, considering you know that you, you know reached out, that we on the same team, going for the same goal, and. You know what I mean, this was how you chose to respond to me. It was more so like, maybe you don't understand what I'm saying, but at this point in time, when you talk about Club Shay Shay, I got the whole house full of everybody. Right. You know what I mean? I'm talking about wide receivers, DBs, fucking linebackers, uh, 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 kickers, like, you the whole the squad in here. We mine. That's all. Hey, oh, bro. You know what? Hey, man. I'm gonna holler at you a little later, man. I think that I think the Patrinacy calling me right quick, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get with. And then I'm like, damn. So I thought I was tripping. So you know, Josh, Josh, quarterback. Yeah. You feel me? I'm, I called Josh like, hey, cuz like, man, I try to holler at bro. You feel me? And he kind of played me like this, like, but then, oh, you know, he, you know, motherfucker, just be different. I'm like, I get everybody different. I'm like, but I wasn't reaching out to be on no sucker shit. I was reaching out to let him know that I, mean, I got his back. And then if I'm not having the game that, you know, I was expected to have, I expect him to have my back type shit. Mm -hmm. And he just, man, you know, you know, quarterbacks be, you know, a little different. I'm like, nigga, you a quarterback. That's why I called you. <laughs> right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, all right, he tried to get me to explain it from, I mean, understand it from a different situation, but. Yeah, I mean, it did. Well, was the relationship always? It seemed like the Legion of Boom had some sort of a contentious relationship with Russ because they say Pete treated Russ different than he treated everybody else, and and that's what I tell people all the time. I say if the coach treats a player differently and the players see it, they will grow to they will grow to resent said player. I say I'm not telling you what somebody told me. I'm telling you what I know. That's a fact. But I mean, you know that 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 kicked off. Uh you know what I mean? We was had, it always like that? Or when, how did it get to how did it get to that? We had a situation in practice, and uh, you know what I mean, like 
being accountable was something big for us. Yes. That was that was probably the number one thing. That, that's the rock. That, that's the ethos. That's the foundation of which it's built. If I had to practice and uh, Pete wasn't holding them accountable, Sherm, you know what I mean, spoke up. Uh, uh, a couple of D linemen spoke up. And he called up practice. We went into this little, we call it the Kumbaya, Kumbaya room. We went in there to Kumbaya and uh, Pete tell him like, hey, you know, uh, nobody going to talk to Russell. Uh, if, it, if, if, if anybody got something to say to Russell, come talk to me. Come talk to, you know, the quarterback. But nobody going to talk to him. And that was when that shit yeah, you know I mean, where that where that started, because it was like, well, hold on. What you mean you can't talk to anybody? Can go and you know I mean, talk this to this that kind of zone, yeah. this that kind of team. But you you know you kind of putting him, yeah, you know I mean, on the pedestal or outside the you know what I mean outside of the the box, and it's like he not he don't have to be held accountable to the same shit that we do. What the fuck is that? And you know what I mean? Like I said, I I'm on the end where shit I. We play Sunday, right? Yeah. All right. Well, look, I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna go and get my body work and uh, get ready. I I see y'all motherfuckers on Sunday when it's time to get down. But uh, if it's something that y'all need from me in the meantime, y'all got my line. Hit me. Let me know. Yeah, you know I mean. But otherwise, you know, what I mean, I ain't. All of that shit was. You know, what I mean, water under the bridge to me. You know, what I mean, because that shit just didn't make no sense. What you play for, John Gruden? You play for. Um, Pete Carroll. Similarities. What was your what was your relationship with Pete like? And are there any similarities between John Gruden and Pete Carroll? Mm. But what was your relationship like with Pete? My relationship with Pete was was uh, interesting. <laughs> because I mean, the thing is, like, I like Pete as a coach because he get motherfuckers ready to go. Yeah, that's the truth. And yeah, like, you feel me? And he the same way every day. But there was just certain things about Pete, like, you know what I mean? He was broad, like, really, oh, that, uh. yeah. and I, you know what I mean? Like, for me, I don't, I don't need that right. to get going. That's why I said. He's hey, like a high school coach. On Sunday? Yeah. Uh, you, we play Sunday, right? Oh, we got two, we got Thursday night game? Right. Okay, cool. Let me know when the game is, and I'm going to be ready. Right. All the extra shit, I don't, I don't need it. Right. I don't need all of that to get ready to get to go. But a lot of guys can feed into that. And I seen it, and it worked. Right. So you feel me? I never like, never go against the grain. Like, oh fuck him and this, that, and the third. Because no, he's a great motivator and get motherfuckers ready. But it was just that I didn't need that, and I don't think he understood like where I was coming from. That I don't need to be ha 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 and hoo 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 and all that in order to be ready. And you know, I believe he wanted me to be a part of that type of environment but that just wasn't my speed so that kind of got us to you know i mean headbutting a little bit for the misunderstanding but the thing was i always told him like man i ain't gonna never go against the ground i ain't gonna never tell nobody not to you know i mean listen to what you got going on but that shit just not for me so you know i mean if you're gonna be having meetings or whatever you know i mean we came to an understanding if we having a meeting and you not telling me specifically like marshawn on this play we need you to do X, Y, and Z, then, you know, I'm probably not going to come to that meeting. 
because I, you know, I know what you're gonna be in there doing. You're gonna be in here ha ha and busting jokes and doing all the funny shit. And yeah, you know I mean, I, I'm I'm ready to play football. So when it comes down to that, then let me know. Once we got that understanding, you you were cool. Yeah, Coach Gruden, what was he like? <laughs> Gruden was like a little Chucky doll. That shit, is, <laughs> that shit is the truth, man. Gruden was a little Chucky doll, but man, you know, I had, you know, I watched Gruden when he was coaching for the uh, Raiders the first time, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so I was looking at him more. So like, yeah, I, I, I seen you here before. I, you know, what I mean, and, right. And, you know, he drafted my cousin in uh, in Tampa. And, uh, you know, so I, you know, who, I have, you? He, Josh, Josh, you know. he drafted Josh, Josh yeah, yeah, yeah. To, uh, to Tampa. So, you know, like it was cool. And then while he was there, he actually brought Josh in, um, you know, uh, for a workout. I actually signed him for for like a couple of weeks or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, my, 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 my time with him wasn't, you know, that long. But as far as I know, he was a shit. He, with me, he shot me straight. Right. So, I, you know what I mean? I was good with that. Right. You didn't, I'm going to get you out of here in a few more. The White House, the normal, the champs, they go visit the White House. You didn't go. Why? Uh, we had an event uh, for the uh, for the youth back at home. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it it, it kind of got to a point where it was like, shit. You had to make a decision. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I wasn't I, big. That, that was more, to me, what it was at that time, it was a... Uh, a political move and right. all that shit, and you know what I mean. I I I be here for my kids uh, within my uh, within our uh, our youth center and our foundation. So, you know what I mean. I that 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 was something big to me and important. And considering we just won the Super Bowl, you know, the kids and shit, they they love that shit. Right. So I got to spend time with them, and you know, we we watch you know the little clips that they have. From, right. Being at the White House and shit, and then uh, shit. I mean, you know, but it was cool though. But uh, Bill Clinton had a uh, Bill Clinton had pulled up to the hood on him and came to the town. Did he? Yeah, man. Bill came, pulled up to the town, came, reach out. You know, what I mean, come on, I want to come to a spot in Oakland where you think uh, you know I can because uh, he was doing some uh, right inter- some some programs within mm-hmm. the inner yeah, city. Yeah, and, you know, he reached out to me and came and pulled up. Got Bill banging the hood like ah! this. Like, so, I mean, you see me? Wherever you at, Bill, he, he, he really he really came to that place and fucked with me. The running back position, it seemingly is being devalued. Guys can't get the money that they feel they deserve. We see a lot of the high-profile running backs, our ankle injuries. You saw what happened to Nick Chubb on that Thursday mm-hmm. night, which is so tragic. What's your thought on that, Beast Mo? What, what What's going on? Why do running backs can't get their money? Man, it's, you know I mean, it's always, it's always been a fight. And, you know I mean, the, the way that the, the, the teams is looking at the running back, you know, position is like, uh, you know what I mean, they, they, they expendable. Like, you know I mean, I, it don't matter. I could get guys in and out, but when you get a guy that, that's not, and there, there, there's a few of them that's like that. Yeah. You have to at least take care of your guys, man. Right. I mean, that, that, could you set the tone with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And defensive players love that. And you know you win uh, championships with defense. Having a solid running back gives that defense a, something to, to look forward to. Because, I, I mean, from my position and seeing it, like, usually defense going to sit down, 
You know what I mean? When also, but Nick, when we was playing, defense is up because yeah. they're trying to. Oh, we know, bro, gonna go bust somebody's shit, <laughs> and it's almost like we got a defensive player out there in the backfield going to go run that ball. But I mean, it's you know, with the game evolving and changing, uh, man, it's it's you know, with us being devalued, like man, you know, I, I like to say this thing, like show love to the running back, right. Man, it gives you an opportunity, man, to play a, a, a full game of, of football. Right. And then, you know, later in the year when shit start getting real and it start getting cold and, you know what I mean? It's rainy, damp. You you need that. You need that. And, and you know, by them, by them trying to move away from the, from the running back position, I, I seen they start, you know, throwing a lot of, like, little uh, slot guys mm -hmm. back there and – I mean, you know, at, when it's time to go get them ugly ones and twos, you know I mean, shit started looking right. a little different. But, you know I mean, they need to take care of the run right. back because the game changes. Right. In the grand scheme of football. Right. What's your thought, Marshawn, on the, in the Hall of Fame? Is Marshawn Lynch a Hall of Famer? Does you deserve, given your body of work and what you were able to do? Because you are an all-decade player. In 2010, so that means you're one of the best. Can't tell the story of the 2010s without Marshawn Lynch being mentioned. Right. What would what would that mean? What would that mean? Marshawn Lynch from North Oakland, California. <laughs> I told you a motherfucking salesman, baby. God <laughs> damn. Uh, I mean, it, look, the, to be honest with you, like, I, I wasn't really, like, I didn't really watch sports like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And... I was more, I'm going to go outside and, and and do it. I want to play it. Yeah. You know, watching it is cool, but I'd rather go out there and play it. But the Hall of Fame guy, those were the guys who you knew. Right. Regardless. To whether if I didn't play it or whatever the case may be, you knew the Hall of Fame guys. And to be amongst those individuals, as far as, you know I mean, I had my Hall of Fame situation. I did a... Uh, I got to sit down with Barry and do a, 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 a interview with him. And Barry, you know what I mean, he, he, he said to me, like, as we watch him one of my runs, like, this is a great run. And then we watched the Beast Quake, and he like, this might be the greatest run in football. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's coming from Barry Sanders. <laughs> that was my Hall of Fame moment right there. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Because this was, this was my favorite running back, but at the same time, like, what it what it does, you know what I mean, and what I'm big on is, regardless to all of my shit, my trials and tribulations through what I went through through the league, to be able to, you know, win a Super Bowl and to be able to lose one, you know what I mean, to be able to rush for over uh, uh, 10 bands, you know what I mean, have what, 85 or 80 plus touchdowns or whatever throughout my career, um, you know what I mean, it was a criteria of what you need in order to, you know, even be a candidate for it. for it. So, I mean, you know, if all my prerequisitions, you know what I mean, line up, it's like, why not? Because, I mean, like you said, you don't get to be able to tell the story of football without me in that time. And, I mean, from a standpoint of, you know, we went through a lot of shit where, you know, you having, um, you know, the – that moment in football when it started to get a little political, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, standing up and standing ten toes down for, you know, your people and or whatever. And this was something that I feel changed the game of football in the way that it was viewed and the way that it was looked. Because now you have this platform, uh, you know, to 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 y'all give your message to you know the people. And as far as you know, my body of work and what I've done and what I stand for, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm a, what is it, a 52, 54, whatever? Yeah, yeah gold, my favorite color. So That's shit. Your Come on with it. Marshawn Beast Mode Lynch, continue success, all the best, bro. Respect. Appreciate it. it. Thank hey, you. I appreciate you for bringing me in your establishment and letting me get out with you, big dog. I appreciate that. Much Thanks respect, for coming in. Yes, sir. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.